job if it was we have better music are you, are you kidding me every time i turn on the radio i hear taylor swift complaining about high school boys isn't she like 45 whoa, whoa, whoa don't talk shit about taylor swift come on she's amazing she's inspirational that's ridiculous you know you know, you know who's inspirational jennifer lopez why because she has a big butt that's exactly why come on we have great music no way Cause I'm proud to be an American Where at least I know I'm free um, I took care of my spoon I know he's gonna eat it Ladies and gentlemen, it is time for Quitters Never Give Up Go ahead Repping for all of Quitters Never Give Up Check off Christopher, check off Jen Pastorini Check off Lindsay, check off Hello Andrew. Drew Oh, the great Ed Wynn, ladies and gentlemen. I love him so much. Because I said quitters never give up, and he said, that's all they do. Sorry. Sorry for our excellence. I thought. But scratch my Hola, party people. It is Quitters Never Give Up, episode one, two, three, undo stress. Let's say hello to the quitters. Today's drops for the quitters were provided by Edwin. So let's say hello to Jennifer. Remember, before we hear what she has to say, that all Jennifers are hot. How you doing, Jennifer? I am doing well. Hello, party people. Let's say hello to Lindsay. It's just Lindsay being Lindsay, man. Just Lindsay being Lindsay. How you doing, Lindsay? Hello. Listen to Edwin. Not cool. <laughs> Edwin, f*** you. How you doing, Edwin? Hello, everybody. Let's say hello to Drew. Oh, Claymore! And welcome back, Drew! Good to be here. And I'm Christopher. The original Country Bear Jamboree show in the Magic Kingdom is finally going to be replaced. That's right. The Country Bear Jamboree is being replaced. But this week, everything is coming up, Edwin. Everything's coming up, Edwin! And we'll talk about that a little bit later. <laughs> but let's get into the show with a little bit of flashbacks with no introduction. And now, flashbacks. Let's have a look at this. Just play the intro. I don't know, guys. Yeah. Well, you like my house? My house stinks? <laughs> it's the Kevin and Bean show on the world famous Kid Rock. Ralph, I don't know why you want to kill little D. I don't said, need a manager, Mick. Hurry on, I need a manager. Ralph, come back to us. Time is not working. Nothing's working. Come back to us, Ralph. Ralph, come back to us. Why do you want to beat up on Dave the King of Mexico? He's a nice young man. He's never done anything to hurt you. I don't want to beat up on Dave the King of Mexico. It was just an idea. He was talking about how he's been training with Billy Blanks. <laughs> he was. Working out the Tybo, working out all the moves, doing the speed bag and doing all these moves, and he's been working at it. So I just, just, just pricked up my ears. Because uh, I've been working out with a, uh, an aer uh, a boxing coach as well. Right. And so I thought, for the sake of charity, wouldn't it be fun for Dave and I to get into the squared circle and, 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 and dance around a little bit? You know, five rounds, but a little exhibition match. Something for, you, for the kids. you got to have six inches and 40 pounds on him, though, Dave. Uh, or, Ralph, I mean, what's the, it doesn't seem fair. All right, I'll, I'll box on my knees. Okay. <laughs> you have to tie your hands behind your back. All Both. right. Both. Dave? I'm a tough little cookie, Bean. I don't know if you know that or not. Yeah. Uh, Dave's an athlete, too. He plays basketball yeah. like four times a week. How often do you play basketball? Three times a Three week. Three times a week. Uh, See, Dave. we get the wrong idea because during the show, Dave sleeps. Right. That, but that's the only time he <laughs> sleeps. He's up all night, every night. And when he plays basketball, I've played with him before. His little face turns red, and he'll run right the hell over you if you get in his way. <laughs> oh, yeah. 
He's, he's, he's a, a competitive. He's sucker. got stamina. He's got. He's uh, he's in much better shape than you would think to look at him. You give him a couple of drinks, he turns into just a maniac. <laughs> he's tenacious. <laughs> he's got heart. He's got everything you want in a fighter. I feel like you are suckering him in, though, because you've done some boxing training and you know what specific skills are necessary to be successful in boxing. It's way harder than it looks. But just because Dave can run back and forth on a basketball court doesn't mean he can last a round in boxing. You are completely discounting his training with Billy Blanks. No. Billy Blanks is not a boxing Being, trainer. I, I come from the streets, man. I know how to box, bro. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Oh Russell, he's not training with Billy Briggs. He watched the DVD one time. Okay? <laughs> well, that's sort dude, of Dude, jab, jab, thing. speed bag. See? Jab, jab, speed bag. I'm yeah, in, dude. You're in? I'm in. So you'll get fired up. up. Not to mention, wow. he's got it in his blood. His people are excellent boxers. I'm yeah. telling you, he's, he's mean in business here. Look, don't think it's going to be a pushover. Hey, I don't think it's going to be a pushover at all. Is that what I'm saying? It was just an idea to raise some money for charity. That's I the, like the it. only thing that I just thought it would be fun to do. It just, it just, it just came out of so, my mouth. You don't mind killing one Mexican as long as we raise some money for charity, basically. See, here's the thing, Bean. You assume that we're going to be going out for blood. It's just not going to be the case. It's just going to be a, a, a fun exhibition match. It's a sparring exhibition. Exactly. Do a little sparring. People come mm. out, watch us have some fun, raise some money for charity. In this corner from Philadelphia, Ralph Garman. And in the other corner, <laughs> the sleeping Mexican, Dave, the King of Mexico. Somebody please wake him up. <laughs> That's how it's going to go. You know they say? Let, let sleeping Mexicans lie. Yes, they That's do. Those because you wake them up and then you have real trouble. And you have to pay pay the price. That's right. Yeah. Da Dave, is this at all attractive to you, this idea He's of doing Ralph boxing? Yeah, not only do I get to train boxing, dude, and work out and stuff, I'm going to punch Ralph. How awesome is that? He's excited about it. Well, we've all You're wanted the only to. one that has negative yeah. connotations How many about people this? get to punch Ralph? That's and, like, true. For work, you know? And how many of us want to? Yeah. You know? That's Every day. We all want to, exactly. yeah. Exactly. Well, yeah. aren't you gathering with me then, too, Pete? You flying out from Zilla. Oh. You have about six inches on me. You've got would, about 40 pounds. Goodness. I would pay any amount of money to see that <laughs> I'll slap I'll be the fest. underdog. Yeah, I uh, I don't think it's really for me. Yeah, I bet you don't. I don't think it's Big talker. Right, I just, Dave, at least Dave has the cojones to back it up, man. He's a real man, Bean, not like you. Go over here. I'll be a real man. I love you. <laughs> I just, I fear bad things happen. Uh, that's all. What do you fear bad? It's going to be fun and funny. We're not going to die. We're going to wear headgear. We'll put headgear on. We'll get the big 16-ounce pillow gloves. It'll be a Lisa can fight the assistant producer super horror as the undercard. <laughs> put Lisa and Alex in the undercard. Fight. Right? You know, the pillow fight. Yeah. The lingerie yeah. pillow fight. Lingerie pillow oh. fight. Oh. Yeah. Feathers. Oh. Feathers everywhere. And then we have Miss Double Decembers, the ring girl. Oh, oh this is like that. better and better. Yeah. I mean, come on, people. I like it. I do like that. Kevin doing okay. the color commentating? Yeah. Come on. <laughs> All right. How, yeah. how long? Kevin called the fight. Uh, that guy hit the other guy. with. And they're hitting each other. Ooh, ooh. He hit oh, him. So right. Something not, happened. You guys do not know my boxing announcing skills. No, we don't. No, we don't. Jim Lampley. No, we don't. <laughs> um, how long would it take to put something like this together? How much training would you guys need before you'd feel comfortable doing it? Oh, year. <laughs> <laughs> Sometime in 2008. How about like mid-February? How about a month from now? A month? Oh, that's not enough. Time. I, think, I think at least six weeks from yeah. when I start yeah. training. Yeah. Yeah. Start yeah. training. I think we need six weeks. So mid-March. Mid-March? About eight weeks. Ooh, so this is like a press conference, right? Thing. Yeah. So, so you're saying middle of March? Yeah, I think so. Sometime around the there. We'll look at the calendar and figure out. Nines of March, March 15th. Don't you guys Day start taking reckoning. vacations and stuff though in yeah. March? Is yeah. that yeah. a problem? St. Patty's Day. St. Oh. Patty's Day. Oh, 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 oh. Good idea. And then we.
quick, you just go drink. Now yes. we're talking. St. Patrick's so is a good idea. So you fight around, dude. and then you drink for like an hour, and then you fight around, right? <laughs> that's the, that's that's the like name of the game. Boxing? Yes. It's, like it's drink it. boxing. It's drinking and boxing. <laughs> hey, I'm in for drink boxing, too, by the way. Oh, that's the best idea ever. I don't know if Dave wants to fight an Irishman on St. Patrick's Day. St. Patrick's Day. Oh, yeah. It's on a Saturday. It says it's a Saturday, so maybe we do it on Friday the 16th then. Yeah. I like it. Does it have to be during the show? We could do it on Saturday. No, drink boxing. It has to be during the yeah, show. Yeah, we got to do it during the show. You're not drink and box. Yes, you are. <laughs> no, I'm not. Drink boxing. <laughs> Both of you are going to be forced to do shots, and then you can get in the ring. And then you do shots, and then you get in the ring. It's a horrible idea. <laughs> I know. <laughs> and I'm in. Who's in? I'm in. Lisa's in. Bean? Drink boxing? Hell to the air. Drink boxing. K-O-M? Dave can drink all he wants. I'm not drink boxing. <laughs> Come on, drink boxing. I well, will vomit if I drink and box. The only with drink boxing is like, you know how it's a sparring exposition? Yeah. Uh, if we start drinking, the yeah. punch is going to get a little harder, and you know, you're you're afraid afraid you know, Ralph's, Ralph's, and Dave's going to get angry, and you're going to come at me you know, safety. You know, come at me like a mongoose. <laughs> and, well, yeah, then the headgear comes off. You know, maybe the gloves will come off. Who knows? Oh. Then all of a sudden it's UFC. Yeah. yeah. Battle Royale. Then he's throwing elbows. Throwing them bows. Trying his jujitsu on you or whatever as he knows. Yeah. All right, it's set. Drink box. No drink box. Fantastic. It's a good idea. Uh, that is January 12th, 2007. Oh, that should have happened. Shoot. I would have loved it that. should have. They, they do around. They drink around. They do around. They drink around. Shots, <laughs> shots, shots, shots. I mean. Turns oh. into an MMA match. They go on the floor. They roll around. Oh. It would have been great. Oh, imagine Lisa Main, like, you know, what they say, Super Producer Horror. What was that? I, I didn't even catch that name. What was the super name? Of the... Is super Horror. Super Horror. Yeah, 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 that's it. Yeah, yeah, Super Horror. Imagine them just, you know, grapple on the ground, you know, feathers, jelly, things. <laughs> well, I say we do it now. Next yeah, time, maybe you guys now. get together, right? <laughs> okay, next clip. You're drinking and you're boxing. You're drinking and boxing. That's how you're doing it. That's what. That's not <laughs> how it works. You drink, you box, you drink, you box. That's no, what drink boxing that's, is. That's, I, that, first of all, drink boxing doesn't exist. Right. I don't act like it. Uh, oh, that's what it is. We just made it up. It's drink boxing. You drink and then you box and then you drink and then you box. No, because then you drink and then you box and then you vomit in the yes, middle of the ring. That's maybe not good for anyone. I'm just saying it's drink boxing. I'm just saying no. <laughs> you can't not drink. If you it's drink, drink will box. But I'm saying if it's drink boxing, don't you, in effect, by the by the title, have to drink? But it's not drink boxing. But it is. That's what I'm telling but you. Ralph, but Ralph, this is like, oh, we're playing baseball, but I don't want to have anything to do with bases or balls. Right. I mean, you're in or you're out. It's not a sport. Yes, There's it no is. no drink boxing. There is now. We have created a new sport. It's called drink boxing. Drink I think... boxing, drink boxing. See, there we go. Boxing, drink boxing. It's already got a fan base. Is that what you're saying? <laughs> exactly. All right. Well, we'll have to deal more with that next week. But I think we're we're very close to inking this one in. Dave versus Ralph in the ring. I think that's going to happen. And it's going to be drink boxing. I think it's going to be a great, uh, a great introduction for many people to the sport. Yeah. I very much like it. I agree. It's going to Beckham to come over. It's going to sweep the world, Ralph. You're uh, going to be there when it started, man. This has to happen. I don't know if injury report Ralph is willing to start boxing somebody. I mean, I love Ralph, but every week he's like, you know, something. He's got something from the doctor that he's going to go discuss. Oh, right. Yeah. I don't know if he wants to drink and or box. You know, the other thing is, if he gets injured enough, he'll get painkillers. So, I mean, it's a win-win ah, for Ralph. Right? <laughs> Let's just do the other stuff. I want to get Lisa and Alex and the ring girl. We don't need the boxing part. Or the throwing up. 
throwing up. Yeah, we don't need all that. <laughs> all right, next clip. Ralph is here doing double duty today with the movie beat. Seven new movies in Southland Cineplexes this weekend as we continue to go through the drought between Christmas and the Oscars in terms of movies. Nothing here good. Really? How dare you? Oh, yeah. We've got uh, Alpha Dog that opens this weekend. That looks good to me. Well, trust me, how can you miss a Justin Timberlake movie? <laughs> this is uh, based on that Jesse James Hollywood story about when he kidnapped that kid. Mm -hmm. Right. And uh, it's sort of a slightly fictionalized version of a Southern California drug dealer who becomes the youngest person to make the FBI's most wanted list when he kidnaps a young man in order to try to get some money back from the kid's brother. Here's a scene uh, where Johnny True Love, the character's name has been changed from uh, Jesse James Hollywood. Emil Hirsch plays Johnny True Love, talking to one of his associates, played by Justin Timberlake. They're discussing their options of how they're going to deal with this kid that they've kidnapped now that they realize they're in way over their heads. If we let the kid go, he runs back to mommy and daddy and he rats us out. Maybe you won't. Not to mention Tattooey. We're all going to be looking over our shoulders. I don't think the kid will spill. I really don't. Yeah, but what if he does? See what I'm saying? I'm not going to prison. Look, I just won't. Yeah, me neither. Can't we just grease the kid? You know, tell him he can hang out anytime, that he's our boy. Throw an arm around him or something. Wow, that's from the movie? Wow. Yeah. This is, uh, sounds like one of those assemblies they put on for high school kids to try <laughs> sure to does. scare them away from joining gangs or stuff. Yeah. Wait a minute. What will we do now? The police will be after us. We will be looking over our shoulders forever. Let's just grease him. You're right, Jimmy. We should kill people. No. <laughs> now, class, how do we feel about what Jimmy just said? <laughs> oh, kill me now. That's all I got to say. The uh, last Timberlake movie at least went straight to DVD. Right. It's easier to avoid, but this was actually in the theaters. Yeah. Uh, also opening this weekend, Prime Evil, which is just a total, just effing ripoff, this movie. Of what? Have you seen the commercials for Prime Evil? No. The true story of the world's most prolific serial killer. Over 300 victims. It, he's bad. He's <laughs> dangerous. He's really killed a lot. It's a crocodile. <laughs> they don't tell you that it's about a crocodile. Oh. Oh. A killer crocodile. That's the bait and switch right there. A giant killer crocodile. That's what it is. Inspired by a true story, the most world's most prolific serial killer, a giant crocodile. That's hmm. BS. It's not a serial killer. It's just a hungry crocodile. That's what that is. <laughs> I think stingrays are more dangerous than crocodiles anyway. <laughs> hey, wait a minute. A uh, news crew travels to Africa to try to capture this animal, but winds up becoming its next victims one by one. Oh. See, it's a very clever crocodile. It knows and it hunts them down. Here's a little scene from the movie. Dominic Purcell stars in this film, along with Brooke Langdon and uh, Jurgen Prochnow. Here they are uh, talking about <laughs> pursuing this killer beast. This morning, there's been another attack. A little girl was killed in a village 30 kilometers north. So we get moving. Upriver, the rapids are too rough. We'll have to drive. The problem is, the village is close to Little Gustav's territory. The warlord. Huh. Yeah, we'll go see him. Explain we're a scientific expedition with no interest in politics. <laughs> Nobody sees Little Gustav. Except those he means to kill. So what do we do? We take our chances. Ah, Ralph, did you dummy up all the yeah. clips? Yeah. <laughs> they all sound like they're fake. It all sounds like me and Lightning in the other yes, room. These, I can't, know. these can't be true clips. I'm telling you, this is what we have to deal with until March. Wow. These are the movies. And then there's this stuff here. I'm sorry? 
Then there's Stomp the Yard. That's yeah. on, Ralph. Well, how are you not on board about? with oh. this? Ralph, they stomp the yard. They stomp the yard. Really? I didn't even. <laughs> yes. I, that went right over my <laughs> That's head. That's what they do. How could I have missed that Where point? are you from? <laughs> Story of an L.A. youth who moves to Atlanta for college and uh, tries to apply his hip-hop sensibility yeah. to the traditional stepping performed by African-American fraternities. Yeah, they stomp the yard, don't you know? They step. They don't fetch. No, no. No <laughs> stepping, fetching. No. Just stepping. And uh, here's a scene where the head of one of the stepping teams gets upset when he sees that his team is learning new steps. And as you can understand, they're bucking the tradition uh -oh. of stepping. <laughs> <laughs> what, what was that? The steps you taught us is play, man. You can't expect us to beat the muse with that, and you know it. It's right. a new day, man. I mean, I, I, I ain't signed on to be no loser. No, losing? It's a state of mind. But this frat has been living in that state for the last seven years, man. Right? The only reason you're holding on to all that talk about tradition is because you cannot keep up with the present. I'll make you bet. You go and you get your line brothers together, and I'll get my guys, and we'll throw down. You're on. Boom, and oh, then they yes. throw down, Ralph. Oh. Oh, Jesus save me. Are you kidding me? How can you not see what magic this film holds for us? Come on, Ralph. What is wrong with you? Ralph, the scale. The scale goes from good to bad to really bad to bad enough that it's good again. That's this one. This one gets stuck or about three no, quarters around the circle. It's bad enough to be good. Just to <laughs> Alright, let me let me try again. I hope, though, the giant, I, 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 I hope the giant crocodile goes to Atlanta and starts eating <laughs> steppers. That's what I'm that's what I'm praying for. Somehow if they, if they play next to each other in a cineplex. The crocodile go from one screen and just crawl over and start eating the step guys. That's all I can pray for. Let me try this because Ralph clearly isn't getting it. Okay. They stomp the yard. Oh, that's what they, they do. Stomp the yard. Yes. And then one guy says, "What's that?" The other guy says, "They're stomping the yard." Where are you My from? Bad. Come on, Ralph. I thought it was stamp the yarn. Yeah. I know. No, there's people no, no, no. putting postage on giant balls of yarn. That's what you thought it was. That's what I thought it was. <laughs> My bad. So this is much better then. Yes. All right. So you're coming with us right after the show. No. You can put off your Vegas trip for a couple hours. I'm holding out for black sheep huh? where the, the the genetically altered sheep start eating people. That's what I'm holding I out for. I can't wait for that either, but it doesn't come out this way. Well, then you're just going to have to just sit idly by like I am and avoid uh, Stomp the Yard. No possible way. Stomp the Yard. We're starting yard. our own stomping team, and we're going to the Nationals. <laughs> Who's with me? Do you know where they hold the Nationals? Game? Yes. Where? Atlanta. <laughs> I don't either. I was just, <laughs> just trying to give you a hard time. I'm Ralph Garman. I walk the movie beat. That's right. That was the movie beat with Ralph Garman on K Rock. We're going to stomp the yard. <laughs> That's another thing they should have done. They never followed through and made their stomping team. Right, <laughs> their stomping if they, team. If they only what? knew, like how That's great how that works, film right? would become, like that that film is. If you haven't seen Stomp the Yard, everyone, you got to watch it once. It's great, and not in a bad way. I mean, it it is actually a magical piece. There's more than one. Aren't uh, there? Yeah, yeah, yeah. They 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 I think, I think so. they did a trilogy. It's it's like Medea and Barbershop. They do one, and they keep going. There's not just one Friday. There's a Friday after next. Yeah, but I could not. I don't know. Stomp the Yard looked so bad that it went back. It went from being bad to going to be good to going all the way back again, around again to being bad again. It was a 360. It went back to yeah. bad. Yeah. <laughs> it went too far. What's the other one that Dave likes that he was in? Step Up. That's right. Step Up. Yeah. I, I, I refuse. Weird thing <laughs> is I, my nephews, when those were coming out, 
they loved those movies. I mean, they, you couldn't get wider kids than my nephews, and they liked all those band <laughs> movies and dancing movies. Like, cracked me up. My first date was to bring it on. Oh my god, I love that movie. Wait, is that the cheerleader one? Yep, that's yeah, the one. That was a good one. movie, though. The first one was good, I thought. Burr, it's cold in here. There must, there must be, be some, some Taurus in the atmosphere. Oh my god! Okay, we're we're cutting this on the podcast. <laughs> yeah, there's our stomp team right there. Never, wow. never. Right? That was such a great movie. <laughs> okay, movie night. We're gonna do this. Bring Let's it on. Something going. We'll watch it together. Comment on it. Stomp the yard, yeah. yeah. Alrighty, I'm done. Bones zones, get your bones zones. Front, you think this is going to be a setup and I'm getting ready to, to pull the football away from you again, Charlie Brown, but I am not. As advertised at the beginning, part of this podcast is going to be everything's coming up edwin that's right this week everything was coming up edwin especially on the cup of tea in a chat podcast where he got a bunch of clips played he got this one is that a long island iced tea oh this hmm i think it is <laughs> and he got this one but you're going to give us the dish. I'm going to give you the dish. You're going to spill the tea. Is that what it is? Spill the tea? Do you spill the tea? I think you spill the tea and you serve the dish and you give the scoop. And this Do one. they give a show to just anybody over there? Pretty much. So he was basically their production staff this week. Producing all the clips, giving them everything. Still waiting for my paycheck, Bean. But even still... Everything's coming up. Medwin. Yeah. <laughs> because he also got a call in. Bean Alley. Edwin from the Quitters Never Give Up podcast here. I uh, hearing you today talk about all your many marriages, Bean. Can you make a playlist of your first dance song for each wedding? Oh. That'd be a pretty long playlist and it would be very entertaining. Is it true that for one of your weddings, your first dance song was Kung Fu Fighting? Just curious. Everybody was Kung Fu So that call was in reference to Bean's first wedding song, which was, I forgot. I, I, I don't, what was it, Edwin? I forgot too. Yeah. It was, uh, it was a song that was supposed to be really simple to dance to and remember, and everybody forgot. But why did you pick Kung Fu Fighting? Was there, was there something behind that? No, just a joke. I All think right. that was an old, it's an old joke from a Spider-Man comic, actually. Mary Jane says, oh, this is our song. And he goes, Kung Fu Fighting is our song? So that's why I thought of it. Perfect. Do you have the drop? The old man's telling stories again. We got to cut that in. Hey, everybody! An old man's talking. On <laughs> how did this get made? Edwin got a call. All right, Jason. Let's go to the phones. Oh yeah! Coming at you, W H T D G M. The caller's on the line. Uh, get him on. Get him on. Who are you? Where are you calling from? Zooks of the Sheer Man. This is Eddie from La Mirada. A little bit of trivia about Switch. There was a bizarre TV commercial 
where they just cut in the name Jimmy Smith at the end, not starring Jimmy Smith, not with Jimmy Smith. Look it up. It became a running joke on Mystery Science Theater 3000 for years. Anytime a character said Switch, they had to say Jimmy Smith. So I think it's on YouTube if you look it up. Switch commercial number three. Very funny stuff. I think you'll enjoy. Thanks for the show. Love it. Bye. All right. Let's take a look. Ellen Barkin. Unbelievable. In Blake Edwards' new comedy, Switch, Jimmy Smith's rated R. Mel playing <laughs> a theater near you. <laughs> That's that funny. Was- so that, there it is. Edwin got calls on two of his favorite podcasts this week. Nice. Excellent work. The way they introed his call was also perfect because he did the radio voice and everything. It's just a joke. And I just thought that was perfect for Edwin. <laughs> so, yes. Everything's coming up. Edwin. There you go. <laughs> nice. But not only was Edwin having a good week, Allie was having a good week because finally she was vindicated. But I owe you la minutia. But I owe you la minutia. Se necesita a Ali y A Ali y bean. Aurita, aurita. Ali va hiking y bean tiene dog. Bean tiene dog. Bean tiene dog. Minutia, minutia. Minutia, minutia. Minutia, minutia. Con Ali y bean. There it is. Finally. Long national nightmare is over. That's right. She gets it. She gets the the win. The football didn't doesn't get pulled away from her. She gets the Labamba personal minutia jingle. That made me feel so good. Over on Frank and Friends, we find out that Sarah Roberto is a little bit of a wackadoodle. I'm on lots of antidepressants. Hot, 10 out of 10, highly recommend. Did you f- fill up before you came over, I hope? Yeah. Okay, good. Yeah. Every morning I take my happy pills, and, and it's great. I'm so serious, guys. Like, you know, if you have anxiety, depression, take medication. It's yeah. so helpful. I find myself, you know, I work from home, and, um, you know, my dog is with me. And it's, it's my lonely. Husband, my it's husband, lonely, well, isn't it's it? Not, it's not even that it's lonely. It's just Why do you think office. I invite you over? No, I'd love to come over. But it's, I, 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 you know, otherwise, I'm just sitting here. I think I'm all alone in my house. And, you know, my husband came home one morning, and he came to the stairs, and he peeked his head around because I was singing to the dog. You know, I was singing Mr. Rogers' Neighborhood to my dog, and I was like, I have always wanted to have a puppers. I love but it. I was singing that to my dog and, and dancing around, and, and Andrew just smiled at me, and I'm like, you know, but this is what the happy pills will do to you. I'm just saying, like. Mm-hmm. Here are the thoughts that are in my head, is that I better be careful on the stairs so Jerry doesn't have to come home and find my dead, crumpled body. <laughs> there it is, Frank, Frank taking it to that extreme. There's a lot extreme going on in that. that, that that went from literally a very positive near manic high to a, a low really fast. I also want to say we can see why Frank and Bean are friends. Isn't that such a Bean moment? <laughs> yes. <laughs> Absolutely. All right. On Kevin and Sluggo, they brought up new Rolling Stone music. Let it go to the Heineken Zero Zero hotline. Speak to Keith Richards. Yeah. Hey, Keith. What? Hey, I've been talking to you all this time. Uh, yeah. Right. Are you excited right, about uh, Acne Diamonds? Acne Diamonds is the only thing that's called a brand new album called Acne Diamonds. Right. 
<laughs> you have a lot of guest stars on this, which is odd. Uh, no, it's not odd at all because we're heavily known, you know, we can, we can do everything. I guess that's true. Some of the, really stand up. <laughs> some of the appearances are from the likes of Lady Gaga. What are your thoughts on working with her? Uh, Lady Gaga, she's, she's amazing because, you know, I leaned up against her so I could play. <laughs> was she wearing a meat outfit? No, she's, she's vegan now. So oh. She was wearing all cucumbers. <laughs> what are your you thoughts? Me, she had one of them too, mate. <laughs> I hope there's video of that. Oh, it's on my phone. What <laughs> What were your thoughts about working with Paul McCartney after all these years? Well, you know, there's an old thing. There's a rivalry between, you know, the Beatles and the Stones and all. So it was great. Yeah, I put that aside and I kicked him in the bollocks. <laughs> <laughs> Seems fair. Did, did he, you know, uh... You know, you know what he did? You know what he did when I did that? Hmm. He went, woo <laughs> Right. And what about Stevie Wonder? He's also on the uh, album. He's great. He was, he was great to work with once he found the studio. You know. <laughs> sure. He was late. He was late to the gig. Yeah, where is it? Yeah. He's a driver, I think. <laughs> Wait, he was driving? Yeah, he wasn't even. No, he was driving. Wow. That's why it was so late. Wow. You know? He took about four to five minutes to get in the studio. He killed four people. <laughs> hey, um, could you introduce the new song from Hackney Diamonds here? We're going to yeah, play it right you now. No, Hackney Diamonds. It comes from this broken glass in Hackney when they break into your car. That's why we call them Hackney Diamonds. Oh, and okay. the new song is, I don't have no idea what you're going to play. <laughs> Is it angry? You yeah, angry? It's angry. Yes. yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, we get angry. We get angry when we can't make a poop in the morning because it's so old. <laughs> well, thank you, Keith Richards. <laughs> thank you very thank much. You. Thank you to people in <laughs> North Angeles. That was beautiful. Oh, that's one of the and, uh, Ralph together again is always great. It is, uh -huh. and that's one of his like underrated impressions. That one always cracked me up when it would come on. It always broke mm -hmm. me. Yeah. Well, it's just also he's so quick witted that he can go ahead and you know do an impression and just flip it on whatever they said on a dime, and it's just you're like, oh my dear God, it's that's uh, Ralph's been one of my heroes since I was you know in puberty, and uh, he's always going to remain that just for that that quick witted improv. Yeah, no one does it better. I don't think anybody does it better. I think other impressionists, their impressions kind of turn into a parody of what it is to where they don't even really make sense, but he just keeps going with it and keeps being able to improvise. Hey, Ralph, if you're listening, we need Jonesy to talk to Keith Richards. Now that's a sketch. What would they talk about, Edwin? Who oh, would God. understand him? Well, Jonesy would be so short or so slow and Keith Richards is fast, but saying nothing. So I think they'd make a great team. But you got to give them a, a, a something they're talking over. Okay, I'll, I'll work up a script. Yes, work it out. Work it out. Over in the Ralph Report, Ralph gave Eddie a present. That's this is a special kickoff NFL season gift for you. I don't I don't know what to say. You Sorry. did not. <laughs> yes, I did do this. Because if you if you're going to be a doofus to roots for Washington, oh, I my thought God, you might as well go full doofus.
I got Eddie, the oh. uh, noggin boss, giant oversized oh. baseball How's cap. How's it look? Does it look as good as I think it does? Oh, you look. This is amazing. This is just perfect. I love this so, so much. perfect for you. Looking like a giant doofus. Oh, this is great. Thank you. It is one of those giant. wear this every day. Foam baseball caps. <laughs> that's about a hundred sizes bigger than your head. Oh, how's it look backwards? Even cooler. Even dumber. Here's... I need bigger headphones to go over the hat. Yeah. You really need bigger everything I when need... you wear that hat. It makes everything else look small. So I wouldn't wear it in the bedroom. Oh, this... Yeah. You know, he posted it on Twitter and you posted it in our group immediately after. And I was still giggling at it because it's just, it's so stupid. But also it's so Eddie at the same time. Like you, you, you it's, you're like, who's the demo for this? That guy. So football fans too i mean there's people wearing cheese on their heads there's a lot right? of like yeah and i don't associate with them if i had to choose between a piece of cheese and, and a hat like this it probably would look like my regular hat i would I'd choose a hat like this all right since everything's coming up edwin edwin gets to pick the next two <laughs> do you want a clip for jen or do you want a clip for Lindsay? i'll say Lindsay. On this day, speaking of the Founding Fathers, in 1789, Alexander Hamilton I heard of him. was appointed the first Secretary of the U.S. Treasury. And he got there because he took a shot, Eddie. I am not throwing away my shot. I am not throwing away my shot. Yo, I'm just like my country. I'm young, scrappy, and hungry, and I'm not throwing away my shot. Huh. Why does he sound like that? Hamilton was a legendary rapper. Why does he sound like that? Because he... uh took my shot. He, Why does he sound that way? He took a musket ball to, to, the, the, nose? to the scrotum. <laughs> and so... Uh, oh, guys, he burnt my his shot. His voice was high for the remainder it's of weird. his life. Never heard that before. And he going right to the nasally rap there. Shut up, Eddie. Can I change my <laughs> pick? Uh, Edwin gets to pick the next one. Do you want to talk about the Ford Pinto or the Murder, She Wrote movie? Oh, sheesh. I love both of them so much. Uh, I'm going to say Ford Pinto. My oh. late friend, the Bub Man, he had a Pinto. He was great at working on it. On this okay, day, 1970, Pinto. the Ford Motor Company introduced its first subcompact model, the Pinto. Oh, the old Pinto. The good old Ford Pinto. Uh, it was a huge hit until it started exploding. You would get hit in the back. Yeah, and blow up. And because of where the fuel tank was positioned, uh, it would explode and it would kill all the passengers. Yeah. And once that started happening, sales surprisingly dropped right off. My aunt had one, had a, a pinto? pinto. She had a red pinto when I was a kid. They were kind of cool looking. They weren't bad. They were cars. wide and uh, had a big hatchback. Yeah. Here's the commercial for the pinto. Ford's pinto is priced like a small economy import, but it's frisky with a wider stance than any little import, so you won't be pushed around by the wind. And pinto's strong. Built to run and run and run. Pinto, a little better idea at your Ford dealer. Edwin, do you remember the Pinto? Yes, my friend had a Pinto a couple doors down. Yeah, they were just a cheap up. car. And then I remember hearing that they would blow up. I heard that they didn't do a recall on them because it was, it was more profitable for them to pay out all of the lawsuits for people that actually crashed and uh. blew up than to recall the cars that were sold. What was yeah. the other one, Christopher, that Ralph Nader got famous for opposing? It also Dodge would Dark. blow up. The Pontiac Fiero. The Fiero did those also blow up? Yeah. yeah, they did. 
No, they did. There's a lot of cars back in the, like the 60s and 70s that like to explode if you got hit from certain angles. So it, you can just throw. I mean, even the Ford Bronco, they had two gas tanks. If you got hit hard enough, um, one would go off and then ignite the second. What about the Suzuki Samurai <laughs> that would flip over? Oh, the Suzuki oh, side yeah. flip. Yeah, the right. side flip. I, I used to date a girl that had one of those. And co corners around the beach, you got to be really careful because I'm like, here we go. <laughs> <laughs> well, then have you guys seen when the Teslas blow up? Or like when Teslas? Yes. The it's battery crazy. goes off? Yeah. Uh-huh. Pretty crazy. Any other cars yeah. that explode while we're here? I don't know. One might pass by. I'm just waiting for oh, one. Right. I'm, just, I'm, I'm stalling for one to drive by, yeah. but Give it I don't time. want to drive by right now. All right. Did you guys know that we are at a podcast war? We are in the midst what? of fighting a battle. Welcome to another edition of Thunder Now! That's right. On TGP, give me one, Lindsay. The Goat Prodigy. The Goat Prodigy. They did the albums of meat and they did Taylor Swift's red. And well, when they ran their vote tallies, this happened. Because here was my review of red. Uh, it wasn't all puppy dogs and rainbows from the listeners. Uh, Dear Christopher wrote in. I don't want to sound like the old guy making fun of Taylor Swift, but each song is basically scenes from a Hallmark movie. The whole album <laughs> is safe and is relatable only because the topics are so broad. I did not like one song on this album. Yeah. Christopher voted uh, unilaterally, and, and uh, it, it, I, I, I didn't end up counting his votes because there wasn't, wasn't a lot of variation there. So. Appreciate the participation, Christopher, but uh, you, didn't, you didn't make it into the final cut. But I get it. Like, you know, the guy that brought us Jane's oh. Edition, which I also enjoy, you know, the, the, the cheerleader slash nerd, not his cup of tea. So, Makes sense. Um, Historic election interference from big media, big money, and big tech. I, they made me listen to this bullshit album more than once. I tried to find something I liked on this album. And I, I could not find one song, one thing one I could day, get behind. One day, sir, you're going to be on a train and all of a sudden a song is going to speak to you. And then the song after that will, and you will become swifter than a Swifty. You just wait and see. You'll get your comeuppance. And I mean, I, it's not unusual for me to dislike popular music. I, I There's a lot of bands I don't like. I, I, I don't like Elvis. I don't. I don't like a lot of the Beatles. I don't like Pink Floyd. I don't like Rush. Uh, I don't really Kelly like Michael Clarkson. Jackson, Kelly yeah. Clarkson. So I, I'm not a pop guy, so I'm, I'm fine with it. And I don't think there's ever right. going to be a moment where I'm on, I'm on the train and I'm going to hear a, uh, what's her name? Tell Taylor Swift Taylor song Swift? and think, 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 and be on board. But I hope you join me in this podcast war. I don't know what we're going to do, what our next course okay. of action is. Down I'm, I'm, I'm going to say France and we just unconditionally surrender. <laughs> I was going to say they waged war against me multiple different times, but it's only Taylor Swift that I get back up on, I hear. If we can get them to do an old 80s album, I'll, I'm in. Submit it. Submit it. Yeah. Okay, I think I will. Yeah. 
All right. Well, that's the podcast roundup. Taylor, what did you think of this? The right answer. <laughs> it's good. That's why people watch it so many times. Thank you, Taylor Swift. Let's go to the week that was. Press the button, my friend. Send me back into time. Edwin. No, Edwin. Oh, right. I'm sorry. <laughs> One, two, it's a new day. Our feature presentation. Week of Our feature presentation. You don't understand. You don't understand. I don't think you got understand. Welcome, everybody. We're doing the week that was September 11th of 15, 2012. Let's start with a special guest star. Bianca Keidlick came on. We know her now as the wife of Psycho Mike, and she told them how they met. You were telling us how you met our friend, young Mike Catherwood. Yes. I was a guest on Loveline. Mm-hmm. Um, gosh, I don't know, almost two years ago now. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, and he notoriously nails all the guests on Loveline. <laughs> but this, you know to, how to gross he is on Loveline. <laughs> to this day. You have to get past that. <laughs> I know. I think the, when I met him, the first real amount of information out of his mouth was he told the Paris Pooh story. So, yes. Um, yeah. You know, clearly. And you said, this is the man for me? <laughs> I mean, really. She did Look. have a disturbed teenage year or two. Here's what I don't get, Bianca. And okay. I'm so grateful that you came in. And I, I'm going to just be straight up with you here. Okay. Lots of guys date chicks that are ridiculously hot but have zero to offer personality and smarts-wise just because they're hot, right? But girls don't need to do that. You're so hot, you could get any guy oh. that you wanted. Why date a guy just because he's good-looking when he's a zero in every other department? <laughs> Oh my gosh, you guys are so mean. <laughs> really? Well, we just know Mike. Uh, well, listen, there is a whole different side to Mike, which I'm sure that he would love n- nobody to know yeah. about. Then tell um, us that part. <laughs> tell us what he would not want us to know. Um, I don't know. He he's he is not as much of a Lothario, I think, as people would would believe. And and uh, and I think I saw through all that crap and junk in the beginning. Wow. So. So you're saying there is an actual decent, like respectful, nice. Let's not get crazy. Don't put words in her mouth. <laughs> hidden in there somewhere that he just he's afraid to show to the public. I mean, look, I know it's going to be you know hard to convince you guys. Well, we spent time with him. <laughs> we heard too many fart jokes for too many years. I know. Did you know that with me, he actually goes in the other room to fart? What? What? <laughs> That's not the mic we know. He's, he's so proud of them. What? <laughs> now I so know how you're do you lying. Ever see him? He's always in the other room. <laughs> he must get up and run in there like every thirty seconds. <laughs> so, have you been dating then for about two years now? Um, no, it it took us about nine months to go out on our first date. So, did you have to make nothing... it happen, or did he make it happen? I did have to. Make That's it what happen. I figured. Yeah. That's what I figured. <laughs> because as good as good looking as Mike is, he's got no game. <laughs> yes. Yes. So uh, I figured you would have to be the. I did, and and incredibly, it happened over Twitter, which is very embarrassing and, and kind of cheesy. But um, but the the funny story is that uh, a mutual, well, actually not even a mutual friend of ours, um, 
Wendy McClendon Covey, uh, who is a recurring character on Rules and was on Bridesmaids, went on Loveline, and apparently they had a little conversation. Oh. And Wendy uh, texted me and said, you know, this guy is really into you. And so my mother, who is, you know, as all mothers do, trying to completely help me get set up and happy and be in love. Steer you away uh, from guys like that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Let's be honest. I, you know, I told her, and she goes, well, what are you going to do? And I said, Mom, I can't tweet him. Everyone can see it. And she said, well, you know, I hate to intervene, but I will if I have to. <laughs> and I thought of of the two greater evils, having my mother say something on Twitter was way worse than me saying sure. something. So I went ahead. And- wow. So you tweeted him and said, hey, let's let's go out or let's get together? I just said, do we need to have a talk? <laughs> oh, wow, that's good. Look at that. that, look at that. that was yeah. smart. About that? And what was his response? Um, what do you mean by I, talk? I, <laughs> <laughs> I, I think he said, "Did you uh, did you talk to? Or did you have a little talk? Did ah. someone tell you something?" And so, yeah. So, so it's a look high connection. school. It was it was high so high school. So Check the school. box if you like me. <laughs> yeah, this was a really fun interview. She's fun. The guys were fun. They were ragging on Psycho Mike the whole time. <laughs> it was a lot of fun. Look it up. I believe it was the Tuesday show. Uh, that would have been September twelfth. A lot of fun. Do you think Mike has a fart room in his house now? <laughs> or is that not, not a thing anymore? He just farts around her. I think that's why he moved to Texas. He needed more room. Yeah, I was going to say, he just goes outside. He's got the range. You know, it's 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 home, home on the range where the farts and the mice can't complain. I just wanted a picture of fart room for Mike. <laughs> I remember we just went into fart. We're moving on from that one. Yeah. Now, Bianca was in, and guess who followed close behind? Hey, yeah. Psycho Mike, we were just what, talking what about you. What are you doing in what here? Doing? What are the chances? What? I just happen to be in the neighborhood. What are you doing in here? <laughs> we're uh, just having a conversation with Bianca. Well, I was going to I was going to do Big Boy Show, yeah. and I thought I'd stop by. <laughs> I turned on the radio, and sure enough, there's Bianca on, yeah. the, on the radio. What a shocker, huh? Yeah. She had very nice I, things to yeah. say about you, Michael. Yeah, that's right. Despite <laughs> the fact that we were trying desperately to get her to talk badly about you. Because I'm a real man. Yeah. I All right. know how to take care of a lady. I wish we had more time. <laughs> <laughs> But we must go. All right, sweet. Thank you. You guys talk about the syndication checks. I'm going to start cashing. (laughs) (laughs) So you're you're with her for her looks and her money? Uh, No, no. I mean, I mean, uh, do you guys talk about how much I respect her as a woman and Uh, all that stuff? That's not been our experience. Okay, sweet. And strangely enough, Jane Simmons was going to sing the national anthem for a Raiders game. And so he happened to be right there to do an interview. No one in KISS have ever, has ever struck me as the slightest bit interested in sports. This is just an opportunity for you to get your face and your products out in front of a big crowd, right? Part of it is to promote the KISS brand, but also I'm a tremendous fan of all sports, most notably football. And when you think of football and you think of uh, intimidating teams and, and fans that are very passionate and like to dress up, much like KISS. Right, you think sure. of the, you know, the black hole there in Oakland. Sure. I'm actually getting on my pri- KISS private jet immediately after this interview to okay. fly up to, to the Bay Area so that I can prepare to uh, sing, sing the national anthem. What kind of reaction have you been getting from Raiders fans? Do you find that they are also fans of your band KISS? Most people on earth are fans of KISS. Well, of I course. Mean, that's a Obviously, given. but uh, Raider fans tend to be... Uh, one of a, a few things, they tend to be very passionate. Mm-hmm. They tend to be very aggressive, right. which makes them uh, obvious candidates to be KISS fans. And they tend to be Mexican. So <laughs> Mexicans like uh, things that are maudlin and dramatic, much like KISS, where uh-huh. we dress up and you know, we have the great pyrotechnics and the, and the sure. makeup. And it's funny you should say, do Raider fans like KISS fans? Because I actually have a very special Raider fan of, uh, that you may know 
that you, I've been talking to all morning. You brought a guest? And I brought him with me because I know that you're fans of him as well. Oh. Right, hold, on, hold on one moment. All right. Okay. I have no idea Young where man. this is going. We had Young man, come here. That's right. Gene Simmons planned, but... Hey, what's up, dog? Rudy! Hey, what's up, Rudy. dog? I've been, I, I've been chopping it up with Gene Simmons, dog. You know Rudy. what I'm saying? Oh. What are you doing here? Oh, dog, I like goes um. I was in the the parking lot. I was hoping some one of them vatos would give me like a like bus pass or something. You know what I'm saying? Greyhound. You know what I'm saying? Make up to the Raider game, dog. But you know, I was just hanging out. I see this like bomb ass limo come up. Right. And this and this vato comes up. He rolls down the window. He start he starts chopping it up with me. You know. Mm-hmm. Next thing you know, we're like we're total homeboys, dog. You know wow. who he? That's right. This is a very smart young man. You you really shouldn't you you shouldn't. Hold anything against Rudy because I thought he was just a cretin. I thought he was, you know, violent or, or whatnot. Right? But just, just simply by his appearance, he strikes you as no violent. He's hey, not, not taken, dog. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> you know, I'm just so I like. You know, I'm so impressed, dog, that you took the time to talk to me. You know, that's pretty good stuff. Psycho Mike doing his two characters talking to each other. Right. It's another one you should um, also go listen to. <laughs> well, it's funny. Um, Brandon ended up buying a couple of cords of wood from some guy in the valley, and he called the day he's supposed to deliver. He calls the house and I answer and, oh, I'm not going to be able to make it today. <laughs> yeah, I've known a few uh, Rudy's in my time too. Yeah, yeah, it was just really funny. Next up, we were talking about Jonesy in the last show because Ralph did his impression. And uh, do you remember this? This was a story where his agent called K-Rock in a panic. Last uh, week, not last week, just the week before, we did a little uh, comedy sketch, which you do here in the Kevin and Bean Show, about uh, our good pal Steve Jones of the legendary Sex Pistols. Right. He uh, does a show here on K-Rock called Jonesy's Jukebox. And you fell in love with his storytelling. And I hadn't heard it in a while, and I was, uh, I think I was coming home from the airport or something, I forget. I was traveling, and I was in the car, and I uh, had a K-Rock on as I do, and I heard Jonesy's Jukebox. I said, "This is this is fascinating radio. I love him. And so we did a little segment because we were talking about the release of the box set of the Sex Pistols. And so we did a little segment where you guys supposedly talked to Steve Jones. And maybe he he sounded a little addled, perhaps. Didn't sound as sharp, perhaps, as he does in real life. Or perhaps it's exactly as sharp as he sounds in real life. Anyway. His stories seem to wander a bit sometimes. Anyway. People always ask me, how do you feel when people you find out do impressions of... uh, People that you do impressions of find out that you do impressions of... It's usually embarrassing. But in this particular case, I'm kind of thrilled <laughs> being a Sex Pistols fan and all. Uh, his manager apparently was listening that morning. Uh-oh. And the compliment to me, I believe, is that she called him in a panic thinking that he was either high or drunk <laughs> rambling on the Kevin and Bean show. Here is a little piece of Jonesy's jukebox where Steve talks about the phone calls he got from his management. Talking about uh, uh didn't um, Kevin and Bean... <laughs> I, I heard uh, Wednesday. I got I got a message from my manager saying uh, like six messages, and I woke up for some reason. I woke up late, like nine thirty, and I'm like, "What's going on?" And then as I'm about to call, she calls me one more time, panicking. Ah, oh, you was on Kevin V. Were you getting loaded? Because uh, Ralph, Ralph was impersonating impersonating me, and I guess he was saying like, "I'm getting a high or what?" I don't know. <laughs> But she went into a panic, and but then I think I take that as a compliment that Ralph did a yeah. I want to hear it. Did now. the Jonesy? Voice. I was trying to find the podcast of it. He was promoting the um, send it to him. the Sex Pistols box set that's coming out in England because Bean heard it on the Nerdist 
Oh, yeah, the podcast that you did. Yeah, that came out on Tuesday. And I was talking about it all, and I guess, I guess Bean's a big Nerdist fan, so <laughs> that's how this all come about. Uh, I can't wait to hear Ralph's impersonation of you. Yeah, I wish we had it. So we got to send it over to Steve. Sure, so that's very it. nice. Give it's something a love, that, it's a love fest. Something that he can provide to his lawyers. <laughs> that's what we want to do. Let's do another hand, one. Hand evidence over to the prosecution. <laughs> Let's do another one and then send it over. <laughs> Ralph, out of all of these... So Sunday... I heard I was on Kevin and Bean. <laughs> Be me talking about him talking about me. Right. Yeah. Let's do it. Now I'm confused. Um, compared to other times where Sunday night talk show hosts have heard of impersonations on this program, I think, I think this went pretty well. This is a better reaction. Yeah. That whole clip was worth it for the last joke. Yeah, the, the Sunday night DJ is not always kind to Kevin and Bean. <laughs> <laughs> now, Kevining started last week, and now here was the update. Celebrities started doing it, like Sarah Shaw, he did it, Tina Fey, Jack McBray from 30 Rock, Dana White from the UFC, and Bianca Kalik, of course, you would expect her. And then this happened. There's a new right. song shooting up the charts, the no, Billboard 100, not. called Do the Kevining. And now kids are doing the Kevining on the dance floor to the song The Kevining. We, uh, here's the single. You're going to love it. I'm telling you, it's going to be all over AMP tomorrow, so you better listen now here on K-Rock. <laughs> while you can. Hey, boys and girls. Have you heard about the new sensation that's sweeping the nation? It's called Kevining, and I'm going to show you how. Well, first, you have to think like a Kevin. Think like IQ minus 11. You're Kevinine! Uh, you're Kevinine! Duh. You're Kevinine! Uh, you're Kevinine! Then you have to get a stupid goofy face and make sure you stare into outer space! You're Kevinine! Uh, you're Kevinine! Duh. You're Kevinine! Uh, you're Kevinine! Then two thumbs up and this is no joke! To finish it off, have a stroke! You're Kevinine! Uh, you're Kevinine! Duh. You're Kevinine! Uh, you're Kevinine! I just had a stroke, don't mind me. That's it, kids are dancing! Wow, they're Kevining. It's Kevining. Kevining at the discotheques. That's, That's what they're doing. Move over Gangnam style. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> yeah, that, I think that must have been Omar, right? That was great stuff. <laughs> and it's so funny how even big celebrities were doing it for a while. Ralph did a story on the showbiz beat about Heidi Klum. She was dating her bodyguard. And this led into one of my favorite running bits that Ralph did. This might have been the first time. Heidi Klum was on the show. And Katie got her to admit that, yes, indeed, she was dating her longtime bodyguard, Martin Kristen. He's guard, guarding her body a little yes, closer these days, you know what I'm saying? Yep. Guarding it with his penis, <laughs> if you know what I mean. No, what do you mean, Ralph? Pretty clear. You pretty much spelled it out. Uh, here's the thing. Seal accused Heidi of cheating on him with the bodyguard while they were married, and she denied it. Ah. Um. Uh, she says, oh, no, nothing happened while we're married. But now that I'm single, now all of a sudden we can't keep our hands off of he each other. He gave me the idea. Yeah, he maybe. Yeah, that's what it was. Oh, wait a minute. Yeah, he is a dreamboat. That guy <laughs> he is good looking. I've known him for four years, she said. He's cared for our entire family, mostly for our four children, and helped us tremendously. I trust him. I trust him with my children's life. He's a great man. We just got to know each other from a completely different side. Yeah, the back side. <laughs> from the doggy side. You know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? I don't think you got no very clear. I don't think I understand what I'm saying. By the way, if you're hired to be the bodyguard for Heidi Klum, uh, that's all you're thinking about every day of that four of years is when do I get to step in? When can I throw myself on top of her to protect her from a projectile? Yep. So now they have to hire a bodyguard. Come on, man. Yeah, I'm pretty sure that's the first time he did that little bit. 
And it always cracked me up. I think I got a call, April call somewhere where I did the same thing. And he would even <laughs> double back on it and would say, why am I talking this way? <laughs> so I'll keep my ears open for more of those in the future. A couple of very good moments with Kevin, and they were on the same day. And you know how they always say, well, we don't even notice them anymore. Yet that's what yeah. happened to me. When I was listening to the show, just went right past me until they played moments with. And now it's time for a moment with Kevin. Come on. I wonder what that means for those of me that, those of me, people like me, who left <laughs> yes. this show three years ago. <laughs> that was a moment with Kevin. He's the gift that keeps on giving today, isn't he? It's Christmas every day. <laughs> Mugs, can you find can you find the no, the, the one from earlier? No, today? Can we hear that yeah, one as well? Let's hear it earlier today. Let's do the double, the, the daily double. Because I don't want uh, people to miss either of these uh, golden greats. And now it's time for a moment with Kevin. That's the code of silence that they SEAL Team Six has. They will never the the light of that will never come to you know today daylight. That was a moment. With Kevin. Please try to formulate ideas clearly before you vocalize them. <laughs> <laughs> Those are both from today. That's one day's That's worth. One day's <laughs> fantastic. Hall of Fame. <laughs> Let's close this boat with the closing montage on Friday, which had a bunch of clips that I sent. You'll notice because a lot of them are cartoons, so you know that came for me. Okay, everybody. Goodbye. 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 And that's that. That's all I can stand. Cause I can't stand no more. What say you and I blow this pop stand and head off for a spot of slap and tickle? Oh, brother. That was pathetic. Ew. Hey, no, I thought that was really good, you guys. You're doing really well. And I think that someday you'll be ready for the Nobel Prize. So long, jerkwads. You will be back. They all come back. Yeah, so it was a Popeye clip. There's one from Community. I love that show. <laughs> and a Mystery Science Theater 3000 clip. We've been talking that about that a lot this week. Me and Christopher. Futurama yeah. and an old Lost in Space. The robot from Lost in Space. Edwin's still keeping Hi. them Popeye clips alive. Yes. <laughs> I am. Well, blow me down. And that's the week it was. Back to Don't you, Steve. Okay, what episode is this? One, one two, two, three. three. One, two, three, four. Tell me that you love me more. Uh, thank you for joining us on Quitters Never Give Up, number 123. We're your one-stop shop for the past, present, future of the Kevin and Bean Show. If you're an obsessive fan like us, join us every week. And we will see you next time on The Funny Papers. Bye-bye. Bye, guys. everybody. Bye. <laughs> Adios. Um, I'm not wealthy at all. <laughs> Wealthier. I don't have a pool boy. I keep wanting one. Wow, this has just been such a pleasure. I, I'm such a lucky boy. I can't wait to go home. One, two, three, four. Tell me that you love me more. I hate songs with counting in it. <laughs> Insane. One, you're like a dream come true. Two, just want to be with you. Three, girl is plain to see. Then you're the only one for me.
hell are they doing? They're stomping the yard. Where are you from? 